It's that time again. Welcome back to the Transformation Code podcast. Today's episode is episode five out of five in our five-week challenge. So what that means is that if you've been following this challenge, if you've listened to the previous four episodes, that there's an area of transformation that you're probably keen to know more about, and that is nutrition. And hey, if you're brand new to this five this five-part series, then go back and listen to the previous four when you get a chance because it is all relevant information for any any kind of time or point in your journey. It doesn't have to be that you listen to them in a particular order. Obviously, it helps if it's one to five. But if you're brand new today, keep on listening to this episode. But go back, make a mental note, and, and make sure you catch up with all the other points. We're going to recap those points in just a second. But let me just outline a little bit more about what this episode is going to entail. So we're going to be addressing nutrition today. It's one of the key parts of transformation. And it's a topic that people are fascinated with, but often struggle to get right in terms of getting that lean result or changing your body dramatically and getting that last extra bit of body fat down that you're looking to to achieve. So my name is Tommy Gentleman, and I'm a co-presenter of the Transformation Co. podcast. The other part of this podcast, the other half of it, if you like, is Kat Miller. How are you today, Kat? Hey, Tommy. I'm awesome. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Really looking forward to this podcast today because nutrition, as I said before, is such a, a massive topic. And looking at the notes that we're going to be using today and actually helping you with, if you if you go onto the website, there's a link on our Facebook page, Transformation Code, um, facebook.com forward slash Transformation Code, and you can get yourself you get your hands on this handout because I'm looking at it right now and I'm thinking how important and valuable this information is. I mean, knowing this stuff here is coming at a great time for those people doing this five-week process because I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, this is all I really need now because if I, if I follow this list now, if I, if I have these five things in my kitchen, in my fridge, and we're going to go into that in a sec, then I've pretty much got what I need then to live that healthy, lean, nutritional lifestyle. So I'm thinking this is going to be a real powerful episode today, and I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to it, Kat? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a blueprint. It's a formula. It's, it's things that we've gathered over many years, and we've taken a lot of the fluff and the, the stuff away and really come up with very simple yeah. but powerful and effective methods for people to follow so yeah even though it's that, like simple don't underestimate how how valuable this information is because it's getting rid of all the things um, that can distract you and can kind of complicate things and yeah it's, it's basically a, a nice simple list for you to follow top yeah. fives and in, in, in your carbs and your fats and your proteins top fives in your in your cupboards in your fridge in ingredients so yeah tune on in and like always we have a cheat sheet for you that is available by going to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash transformation code and you can uh, click on the link that will um, sign you up in receiving these free free documents from us so if you haven't done that already jump on board yeah definitely so let's have a little recap on, on what we spoke about last week. We delved into the, the realm of exercise, didn't we? So just quickly sum that up before we crack on with this. Yeah, so last week we talked about um, five fundamental exercises and smart ways to tweak them. So we, it was, it was a cracker of an episode. If you haven't heard it, 
go back and listen because we offered loads and loads of great uh, helpful content. We're getting some great feedback about that. So the five exercises were the squat, uh, the big bang fundamental exercise of the squat, the lunge, which is imperative if you want to improve your legs, the shape or, or um, the size of your legs, deadlift, which is the king, mm-hmm. the press movement and the pull movement. And we talked about how to tweak them, what what they um, what they involve and why they should be included in, in your programs. So we highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode. It's all about exercise. And in the previous episodes in these five in this five-part series, cover mindset and your lifestyle and how to get all prepared. So whether you're doing the five-week challenge with us or not, uh, this is still going to be a very valuable episode for you. It's going to be lots of nutrition tips. And those of you who are doing the five-week challenge, this is going to set you up to keep going because, like we said, it's not a quick fix. This is not a five-week uh, do something and then stop. So this is yeah. uh, a jump start for you to continue on with your your transformation. It never ends. You know, we never we never stop. We always work on our body. We're always looking at improving our health, and our bodies don't go backwards. They, you know, if you if you stop, you actually do go backwards. So if you, yeah, if you think that you're just going to get to the end of the challenge and stop, your body will. Um, go backwards because it's it's always a forward motion if if you're learning and growing and putting other things in place yes yeah good guys so there'll be something in here for you there'll be something in here definitely that you're going to be able to use today to help you to move forwards and again make that extra step on your transformational learning curve right so we're going to keep things very simple as we said using top fives and the first top five that we're going to look at today is the top five must have proteins for your pantry. Now, before we go on, I just want to sum up now for those of you that are uh, from England, living in England. Um, you might not have a pantry, but that's okay because I haven't got a pantry, but I've got a cupboard. Um, so don't freak out about not having a pantry because it's just stuff that you need to have either in your pantry or your or your cupboards in your kitchen. You call them cupboards. You don't call them larders. Yeah, I think larders. There are some houses with larders, but they tend to be more of a traditional design now. Um, to have a larder in in the house, I think generally people have a, maybe a big cupboard, and that's where all this stuff would live. Okay, well, those of you that get this document there in the UK, we apologise for our Aussie um, words, pantry. And <laughs> uh, so, basically, it, it sounds a little bit funny saying protein in your pantry because protein typically has to be fresh it has to be refrigerated so this is some ideas for you for when you don't have any protein in your fridge or say you're traveling or you're on the run things like that so things that you can just keep in your cupboard and go so number one eggs now eggs can be kept in the fridge or the pantry or the cupboard and but For a lot of recipes, they want them room temperature. So always having eggs in your cupboard, they keep for a while. They keep for a few weeks, so just stock up. And you can always, like last night I got home and I had a course today, so I thought I'm just going to boil up some eggs, take them to the course for snacks tomorrow. So it's like a quick, put them in the pot, 10 minutes, done. So eggs in your pantry are a quick protein you can go to. And you think about it, when you're in a hurry, I don't know about you, Tommy, but when I was younger, it was just like scrambled eggs for dinner if there wasn't enough time for meat and veg. Absolutely. Um, so it's, 
really quick throw together meal, put them in the pan. Uh, number two, we've got canned legumes or beans, so particularly for vegetarians to get your protein needs met, but also, you know, just um, adding them to salads, like a couple of tablespoons mixed through a salad or a couple of tablespoons through steamed veggies or baked veggies, something like that, lentils, chickpeas, they're awesome. I've actually been really enjoying chickpeas just straight out the can, mm-hmm. like with nothing on them, really nice. And um, So having a stack of those in the pantry, um, the next one, whey protein powder. So this is great. I really love whey. Um, if you're not intolerant, it's, it's awesome after a workout, high quality. You know, people have been having whey for decades. It's not mm. a new thing. A lot of people think it's a new thing for bodybuilders. It's not. It's been around, you know, decades. So whey protein is, is awesome if you can tolerate it. If you are lactose intolerant, then get in a, a vegetable or plant-based protein such as a pea-rice combo. Uh, you don't want to just have the pea because it doesn't cover all your amino acid needs. Sure. So you want to combine it with other, other, um, you know, usually grains um, to have a combination. <laughs> and then number five is canned fish. So can if you do eat fish, canned tuna, canned salmon. Um, salmon is, is usually the best, but also sardines. Um, there's all sorts of things that you can keep in your cupboard. Um, fresh you know, fresh is normally best, but cans are pretty good. You know, they're um, they're canned fresh, so they keep, and they're awesome for convenience. So when you just don't have fresh stuff, grab a can of fish and and keep it in your in your gym bag. Keep it in your drawer at work if you need a little afternoon snack. Cool. Yeah, that sounds sounds very helpful already. So protein in your pantry slash cupboard. Um, five five options there. <laughs> so now we're going to stay with the uh, with the the same place for you to store these, um, but this time five must have carbs that you can have for your for your kitchen for your pantry or cupboard. So um, number one, rolled oats. So you can find these in your supermarket, and you can keep them there. And again, they last forever, and you can have these to use them for porridge or or if you're having. You know, make, making flapjacks maybe direct uh, ingredient for those two dishes there rolled oats obviously you need those but also what I like to use them for is I like to put them in my in my blender um, when I have my morning smoothie because then it adds the slower release carbohydrate there for your you know in, in your protein shake so to speak um, so you could combine maybe combine one of the ingredients or two of the ingredients from the first five there with some rolled oats and you have a good well balanced uh, shake there um Quinoa, this is a, a, a new, very popular um, way to, to have carbohydrates in your diet. Um, personally, I don't have this very often, but I know that a lot of people that I train with, a lot of people that I speak to have this. Kat, do you have that a lot? I like it as a bit of a change, and it's, it's an ancient green, but it's just become very popular recently. Very popular and, recently, yeah. Um, it's quite a nice change. I was eating a lot of rolled oats and it's, it's just something different. So I'll cook up a batch of it and freeze them in like balls. So wow. in a cling wrap and just grab about a ball. Um, the thing I like about rolled oats, quinoa and buckwheat, which is the third one, is they can go savory or sweet. So you can cook them up with stock and add vegetables and, and lean meats, things like that. Or you can have it like a pudding. Mm-hmm. So I have like... Um, quinoa with coconut milk or almond milk and stevia cinnamon mm-hmm. 
And it's almost like a little rice pudding, but it's a change from like your typical grains. It's just something different. Nice. And so you you say you can do that with buckwheat also? Yeah, buckwheat's another one that's an old old grain. Well, you know, it's been around a long time, but Mm. it's kind of been introduced more and more to health food stores. And they come in kernels and you just cook it up just like rice. Yep. And it's a. I really love the texture. It's it's kind of like barley, I think. Yeah. But it's gluten free, and it's not actually a grain. It's it's part of a like the berry family, um. So it's gluten free. It's a good alternative. Um. The other thing, if you are gluten free, is to buy rolled oats that are gluten free. Yes. Which I I actually order them online, and um, like Tommy said, like to get the. To have them as low GI, yeah. ideally the jumbo ones, the big ones, because the quick cook oats are, are actually quite high GI. Yeah. So the jumbo ones, they take longer to, to break down. And if, if you don't like how big they are, um, just soak them overnight. Because not all oats are created equally, are they? So, you know, organic oats as well is more favorable in some cases um, because you can get the real, the, the real sort of uh, low quality oats, which you'd find in almost like your ready break type um, you know what I mean? Like the, the ones that are designed for, for to be microwaved with milk to provide a, a quick fix cereal, which aren't necessarily the best oats that you should be looking for when you're cooking with these oats or adding them to your shakes. Yeah, a lot of them come with added things like sugar or yeah. um, maple syrup or, you know, different things. And also they're, they're so processed and refined that they do digest really fast. And I find for me, I end up hungry, hungry too quickly. Yeah. Definitely. So the, those were four. Um, sorry, those were three. The fourth one is brown rice. Brown rice is a, is a great addition to have for your carbohydrates. It's great for lunch, I find, especially if you trained in the morning, um, because it can help to replenish and, and replace some of those carbohydrate stores with lower uh, GI, slower release of energy. Um, but also you can add your protein, you can add your meats, fish to the brown rice as well. And it just gives you a, a, a nice, um, wholesome carbohydrate intake there um and then again we mentioned uh, the legumes in the protein but you can have canned legumes and or beans for carbohydrate also so um cat you're probably better to i mean you're more you're let's just put it out there now you're much more elaborate with your food than i am in terms of your ingredients <laughs> you find your ingredients from a much wider range whereas i tend to have a smaller um selection so for me, if this was just me on my own, it would probably be the, the top two things to have in each category. Um, so do you want to just elaborate a little bit more? It would probably come best from you as, as to where you could use those. Uh, so I think it's a bit of a girl thing, actually, because I deal with mostly women and, and the guy clients that I do have, they're like, just tell me what to do, nice and simple, don't need any like fancy stuff. So I tend to go more wide variety, lots of flavours, lots of textures, colours, etc. Um, but... Yeah, there's, there's pros and cons with both because you don't want to get too caught up in the faffing about. Um, but with the canned legumes and beans, they're in both categories because a lot of people think that they're purely a protein, but that they do actually contain typically twice the amount of carbohydrate than, than protein. So if you are having them and you're not um, a vegetarian, um, sorry, if you are a vegetarian and you're having them, they, you want it to be like your protein source and not to also have a whole lot of carbs with them because you'll end up having big servings of carbs and if fat loss is your goal, you just got to be careful with that. Um, yeah. So, for example, lentils, um, if you look at the 100 grams, you'll probably find there might be around 
15 grams of carbs compared to maybe seven grams of protein. And so if you had that as well as um, carbohydrate, like a lot of people have something like a chickpea curry with a whole lot of rice and the chickpeas, and it's just usually like three serves of carbs in one meal. So that's where you've you've just got to be a little bit careful. Yes, good. Thanks for for adding to that there. That's really helpful (laughs) for me as well, as well as you listening. Um, Great. So the next is the um, top five must-haves uh, must have fats so you want to go ahead and unravel those cat yeah top five must have fats so the first one is chia seeds um the black or the white or the mixture chia seeds these are great if you i'm sure you've seen them they're very popular nowadays as well they are like a broom for your intestines so they soak up liquid and and they can basically like sweep through your system and take toxins with them so they're very high in omega-3s they're high in fiber and you can just buy them from the supermarket i um, buy in bulk and i top up my container and i soak them overnight as a pudding and so you can soak them in things like almond milk um, or macadamia milk or even just water with a bit of stevia, cinnamon, um, and they do keep quite a while soaked as well. So they go like gelatin, and you can add a couple of spoons to your cereal. So those are great to have in your pantry. Um, the next one is raw nuts. So I recommend that you buy raw as opposed to roasted because you you lose a lot of the omega threes and um, the the good fats in the nuts if you if you roast them. I know they're usually so much tastier, but um, as a whole, you want to stick to raw. Same with seeds. So raw seeds, pumpkin, sesame, uh, sunflower seeds, just adding texture and variety and, and different types of fats to your diet. When I started adding these fats to my diet, I found that I'd stay fuller a lot longer. Like, for example, I used to have porridge with just whey protein powder and I'd be really hungry like an hour later. Whereas if I add a sprinkling of um, slivered almonds or sliced kind of walnuts or even just like a sprinkling of chia seeds, it um, keeps keeps you going for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is oil. So the, the oils that we recommend that you cook with is coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, oil should be added after meals mm-hmm. uh, sorry after cooking because you can ruin some of the the good benefits and macadamia oil is another good one oh, okay and then number five is nut butter so nut butters are great for like adding to dishes you can add even a teaspoon through a, a stir fry with some other flavors and it can really carry that lovely flavor um, and you can also spread it on things. A little bit of nut butter on celery in the afternoon is a great snack. It's uh, it's great for as well. I think if you're hungry before bedtime. Mmm. Just a you spoonful. You don't want to have a lot of food before you go to bed, but just a little bit of. Yeah, I quite like yeah. the thought that you know that's being digested quite slowly in my you know in my in my body overnight, and it's adding the amino acids um, and and the good fats that I need so that I might, you know, benefit from that while I'm asleep. Mm, yeah, good point. Awesome. All right, so we're going to move on to your fridge. Yes. And so, Tommy, if you want to go through the, the must-have proteins for your fridge. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is a, a very obvious, clear point to make here. If you stick to the five must-haves in this in this section here, 
then you're always going to be loaded with good protein. So if you, if you shop online, which is something that, that we've just started doing in the gentleman household, um, you can actually pick and choose what you, what you need every week and then it just turns up and you just keep it in your fridge. Um, it's very easy, very practical. But if you're not doing that in your shopping each day or every week, stock up on these. So here we go. We have number one, liquid egg whites. Now this could be eggs, you know, you could just do it manually, or it could be actually liquid egg whites, which you can buy, um, so that there's always the option to make a quick omelette or to quickly add egg whites to a, a, a meal, um, or indeed into, rock, you know, Rocky style in a shake, um, which has been done many times. Um, second point here, lean chicken mince. So this could be... Um, either bought as it is or perhaps you could go sorry bought as it as in the supermarket or you could go to the butchers and get it even higher quality um, or you could just have it um as an alternative if you like to red mints or traditional beef mints which you usually see because personally cat i don't really see a lot of chicken mints here um in the uk from you know from what i observe in the supermarkets you have to go and find that from the butchers you tend to have to go you know further afar mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's more turkey mints. I remember yes, buying yeah. the purple pack at uh, Sainsbury's. <laughs> yes, turkey mints is much more common here um, than chicken mints. Um, having said that, chicken or turkey breast is essential in my eyes. You need to have those you know, once or twice a week, minimum, maybe more, depending on your, your goals. White fish, that's so easy as well. And one thing that we do on a Sunday sometimes, instead of having like a roast dinner, which is a very traditional English thing to do, um, we have some sea bass. We put it in tin foil or aluminium foil um, with a little bit of aioli, which I believe is a is more of a, a New Zealand um, found out there rather than here. So that's a little tilt of the hat to you there, Kat. Um, <laughs> and put that in the oven. And then we have it with some nice potatoes and some nice veg, and that's just a lighter way of getting that, you know, that that luxury hot meal. Um, yeah. Cottage cheese and or boiled eggs are a great snack addition. So, cottage cheese on some uh, rye vita or crackers or even just on its own would be a great way of getting some protein in very quickly, and it's great for an addition in a salad as well. If you've got a salad, you can just whack a spoonful of that in there. And it automatically increases the nutritional value, particularly from a protein angle. Um, boiled eggs as well, as odd as it might seem, are a great snack. If you're hungry, just have a couple of boiled eggs and it soon fills you up. But also you've got the added benefit of knowing that you've ticked all the boxes in terms of your amino acid, uh, amino, uh, acid makeups and, and, and what you need there. So uh, yeah, those would be five must-have proteins for your fridge. Liquid egg whites or just eggs, uh, lean chicken mince, chicken or turkey breast, white fish, cottage cheese, and again, boiled eggs. For vegetarians especially, those two options. Um, Kat, do you want to add anything to those? I think just to say that we're not saying exclude everything else by this. It's just more helping you simplify things and give you some ideas sure. of what are some of the leanest choices. And, you know, red meat's great um, for people that are, that do eat meat. Uh, there's other options, you know, like salmon and all sorts of things. So we're just... The reason we're putting these five things is just to to help you go like right. What's quick? What's easy? What's yeah? These are like the lowest fat versions of protein, and so, um, yeah. I just want to mention there that we're not excluding other food. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and the other thing is with um, if you are going to have egg whites, it is good to have 
whole eggs as well. It's We're not saying that um, you need to chuck all your yolks away. Um, but, for example, today I had five boiled eggs but only one of the yolks and yep. I just chopped them all up into slices. I had a whole mushroom that I just um, kind of broke up into pieces with my fingers because I was in a hurry and just mixed it around with this um, capsicum kind of relish thing that I have called ajvar and that was my snack. So um, I wouldn't eat five whole eggs but I would – usually add in a yolk for or one or two yolks for every kind of four or five egg weights only because I like having that pure protein and it really fills me up and so it's a good option it doesn't mean you have to build your whole meals on it but it's Mm -hmm. it's quite good if you're in a hurry and all right so the next one is the top five must-have carbs for your fridge and this is a little bit tough actually because um number one is Fresh veggies, you can't go wrong. You, you really need to have those fresh veggies in your fridge and um, to eat them as close to when you buy them is ideal so that, you know, they lose their nutrient, yeah, is that right? Nutrient value mm-hmm. um, the longer you leave them. So to, I used to have a rule where as soon as I buy them, I had to eat them or prepare them or not just leave them sitting in the bottom of the fridge in bags for, you know, a week and then eating them or chucking, wasting food. So try and buy fresh um regularly you know every few days if you can and then number two is fresh fruit depending what fruit it is you don't want to put every single bit of fruit in your fridge you might have some on your on your counter your kitchen bench so those are kind of the main two but in order to to have to stick to our five theme um number three actually this is a good one cooked veggies so if you've listened to our cooking and um, power prepping your meals mm-hmm. i talked a lot about um grilling up or baking up veggies and keeping them in your fridge and steamed veggies so just to have veggie meals ready to go like I'll keep a massive container of cooked vegetables in my fridge and I'll go through them over a space of three days and so it's just I'll have it for snack have it for lunch have it for afternoon tea I just never get sick of vegetables I love it and then you can just kind of rotate the types of vegetables so for example you might have a tray of mushrooms tray of um courgettes or zucchinis and capsicums or peppers and then you might have some baked cauliflower and you just mix them all together in a bowl and my latest thing is actually to mix through a salad with cooked like baked vegetables and and have like a roast veggie salad but lots of fresh greens and everything there and so the last two points are kind of just throw-ins but I put here stewed fruit um, for healthy desserts, and I was specifically thinking about rhubarb. Do you like rhubarb, Tommy? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> a lot of people find it a bit bitter, but yeah. if you if you stew it up with a um, with honey or with stevia and a bit of cinnamon, it's a really good healthy dessert. It's very high in fiber, very low in calories, and it, it's a really good food if you're dieting because if you're in a calorie deficit, it keeps you full and it feels a little bit like a a bit of a treat <laughs> when you're when you're hungry um it's it's one of those things that you can eat a lot of without having a lot of calories yeah and then number five if you uh, if you do do dairy um is yogurt so natural yogurt or goat's yogurt if you're veg, um sorry goat's yogurt or coconut um coconut yogurt is another one if you're vegetarian or lactose intolerant yeah cool that pretty much covers those. Awesome. Right, good. So that was the must-have carbs for your fridge. Now, the top five must-have 
fats for your fridge, which of course are important because fats are one of the macronutrients and we must make sure that we have good uh, essential fats in our nutritional uh, balanced eating plan. So options here, number one, flaxseed oil, which again, we're talking about these smoothies, is a great addition to buffer up the quality of your smoothie by just putting in a small uh, teaspoon's worth of flaxseed oil. Um, flaxseed meal, which Kat, I'm going to ask you to explain quickly. Uh, it's um, You can add it to your cereals. I get it from the health food shop, and it's got these like lignins, I think they're called, or lignins. Uh, someone explained it to me once. It's like um, it's a fiber that, that bulks you out and, and is... Um, it's like the broom for your intestines again okay. as well. So it's a, it's a great addition. Um, if you talk to your health food shop, they'll explain how amazing it is, better than I will. <laughs> cool. And then another option here, olives. So we have a lot of these in the fridge. We um, tend to have it maybe one every two or three meals, some olives with those, with, with the meal. Um, grass-fed butter, which is a lot better for you than your uh, spreads that you find in you know the plastic tub. The grass-fed butter it tends to be wrapped up in like... Um, like foil basically or um, some kind of paper that's better for you because it's more usually more organic it's usually um, better quality fats less hydrogenated which is a really disgusting word because it's associated to that disgusting increase of body fat which we all are, aren't quite fond of um, and then I'm going to ask you to to do the last one Kat because I don't want to get it wrong <laughs> uh, again it's chia seeds so we've talked about that um keeping them in your pantry but also soaking them and keeping them in your fridge so it's like a go-to little pudding or addition to your cereal Sweet. or oats and things like that that's exactly what i was gonna say uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the five must-haves for your fridge just keep yourself topped up the good thing about these of course is that they'll all last a long time so when it comes to your, your shopping you'd probably be getting these with the exception of maybe olives um you know less frequently than you would be buying your your meats your fish your vegetables that's right yeah cool all right now we've got for you five ingredients sorry five recipes with five ingredients or less so we're all about five or less and there's five ingredients here that uh, sorry five recipes here that if you'd like us to send you them we will when you click on the link so if you click on the link we'll send you those through so you'll get those if you sign up to our free um a free challenge documents and so we'll move on to the five metabolism firing foods mm-hmm. shall i go through those yeah go for it all right um all right these are just going to add little boosts to your metabolism it's not going to suddenly make you lose a whole lot of fat but if you start adding these to your diet uh, it may have a little bit of an effect they've all been studied um Sweet. proven so the first one cinnamon i like adding this to my oats and my coffee. It sounds a bit weird, but I got into it when I got into Starbucks. I'd add cinnamon, you know how they have that at the side there? Yeah. Add cinnamon to my long black, and um, it just increases your metabolism a little bit. It's got other health benefits as well. Green tea is number two. Uh, I remember at Phylex once, a convention, fitness convention, someone talked for an hour on the benefits of green tea, and the research that he'd done suggested three cups a day wow. minimum. So I started doing the double bag green tea and going through a lot of green tea. <laughs> but, um, it's great because it's quite uh, alkaline compared to coffee, which is quite acid. 
So it's a it's a great way to bring more alkalinity into your diet, which a lot of us need with just our typical diet these days. Number three is chili. So if you can add some chili to your food, uh, you can add it to like your morning drink. And if you've got a lot of other ingredients in there, you barely notice it. Mm-hmm. Or just add it to your dishes. Number four is protein. So protein will take a lot longer to digest. It, it's hard work for your body to break down protein, which is why it's on this list because it your body has to work hard and that pushes up your metabolism. So pretty much any protein. But you imagine your body trying to break down a steak, for example. That's hard work for your body and that's going to burn calories, which we like. Burning calories while we were just digesting, doing nothing. The, it's a small amount, but it all adds up over time. And then the last one is fibrous veggies. If you think about veggies that are high in fiber, they've normally got a lot of like, you know, you think of celery with a lot of strings or silver beet with a lot of um, like, you know, those rib things. Yep. Um, it takes a lot for your body to break that down. So it can fire up your metabolism just doing that work. These are all really cool little hacks really aren't they because your yeah. your metabolism fired up by just eating these simple ingredients i mean cinnamon's so easy you can chuck that on so, anything you can put it in a drink even again smoothies i always put cinnamon on top you know because you get like a, a bit of like froth at the top of a smoothie perhaps it just sprinkle some on top there it just makes it seem a little more fancy but at the same time you're firing up your metabolism even more um pretty good little uh, tips there actually yeah i like that word hacks because it's good to focus on what you can add to your diet. You know, the, the fitness and the diet industry is largely focused on what we should cut out and mm-hmm. restrict and don't do this, don't do that. But, you know, these are things you can add to your diet and it makes it a bit more fun. And you're adding things in, focusing on what can I add, what can I add. And the focus is, like we talked about in the mindset episode, is away from what do I need to cut out and it's it, let's start adding things to our diet. Yeah, that's really cool. So the um mm. the last five that we're going to share with you are the five fat-proof snack foods. These are designed to allow you to have a bit of a, a license here to eat these without um not without you know in, in in good confidence, knowing that you're not going to be jeopardizing or sabotaging your progress basically. So five fat-proof snack foods that you can grab on the go. Number one, green beans. Number two, snow peas which I'm going to ask you to, to explain, because I've never heard of snow peas. Oh, gosh. Um, what would you call them in England, uh, snow peas? Manger like, too? Um... Ah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. French word. Yeah, and when we say that fat-proof snack foods, it's a little bit deceptive. It doesn't mean that you'll never put, you know, if you ate bucket loads of these, you yes. might put on some fat. And it's those kind of things that are high in fiber and it's hard to overeat because yeah. your body just doesn't want to eat that much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you pretty much you pretty much can just enjoy it because your body will – there's so much fiber and so much water in them. I think it's good. These foods are good to satisfy that need to eat, like, you know, the hunger, perceived hunger where you feel like you just got to eat something. I get that a lot with clients. Say, I just need, I just need something um, that I can eat, you know, to snack on or whatever. Um, these are mm. good for these. So for green beans, snow peas, cucumber, which again is really easy to to snack on, um, cherry tomatoes, which is great because you can you can eat a few of those on the go. That's really easy. And then grated zucchini with stevia and almond milk, which cat is one of your creations. 
Yeah. Um, you guys call it courgette. So you, you basically, instead of having cereal, you just grate up a massive zucchini or courgette. You pour on your almond milk or just whatever kind of milk you want, and you mix stevia in, and you've got like a cereal. Wow. And instead of maybe 150, 200 calories with your cereal, you've got like 30 calories. And it, it's really satisfying. It's this massive bowl because it's grated, and it's it's yum. I recommend you try it. It's really good. That's I cool. did it at a, a seminar where I got people saying, oh, I don't have time for breakfast. So I, I did a cooking demo or a food demo and I got people at the front um, to grate them as fast as they could and prepare it. And it took them less than two minutes to basically make this breakfast. And my point was to see how many meals you can swap grains for greens. Mm-hmm. And I challenged – it's easy to do it at, at – lunch and dinner because you just swap your rice for maybe cauliflower or um, zucchini noodles or things like that but breakfast people are like oh well, you know I wouldn't have greens for breakfast but actually when you have them sweet when you have the zucchini because it's quite mild and bland flavor you can add savory or sweet to it um yeah it's actually really good yeah cool oh yeah I am um, <laughs> I will try that one day I'm a little bit weirded out by it but I think that that's part of <laughs> The, the learning process is to try these things that you've not done before and um, who knows I remember like growing up I've always I've always liked food never been fussy but I can't remember a period in my life where I used to say the only thing I don't eat is courgettes um oh, really? yeah because I just didn't really get on with them but I you know I'll eat them now um but yeah trying them in this way would be definitely that'd be something really new for me I think because they're so plain, like they're one of my favourite vegetables because they're so plain, but you've really got to add your own stuff to it. I like um, frying them in coconut oil, so nice, or baking them. Fair mm. enough. Yeah, cool. And, cool. That, that and just... the other thing with um, those snack foods is because a lot of them are crunchy, if you, you know how you said you just want something to eat, sometimes yeah. you just want to bite into crunchy things. Yeah. And so you think you want chips or crisps or peanuts things like that like if you have those other crunchy things um it can yeah it can kind of distract you and and they're quite enjoyable to just i remember getting a bag of green beans from m&s like they're all fine yeah fine beans and having 200 grams like a packet of those on the train as as my snack almost every day and it was it was awesome because it's like 25 calories per 100 grams or something it's really low ideal yeah, good. Mm. It satisfies that need to snack, and the brain, the texture of the food, it satisfies your your brain's need to to have that. Um, that's cool. But again, mm-hmm. like you know, we're sharing their information about these foods and keeping them in your in your kitchen, loaded up in your fridge, um, and then talking about different ways that you can have these foods. I guess that just goes to show you that even at this stage now, in your five week plan, your five week journey, and your transformation um, progress. It really is an ongoing thing, this nutrition, getting it right and making it right for you and trying out new things and a bit of trial and error is involved. Being open-minded is important, but also knowing what your go-to default eating plan is and understanding how your body best works under the different training demands that you give it. So it's an ongoing process and we would urge you to maybe even look to develop this to um, adapt it to your own lifestyle depending on where you're from whether it's pantries cupboards or um, zucchinis or courgettes it really doesn't matter it's just a case <laughs> of figuring out what works best for you in your reality in your world that you live in um, 
and making sure that you know these foods are healthy and support your goals. Essentially, that's what it is, isn't it? Yes. So you have basically gone through a five-week series. Well done. Ooh. You got to the end. So congratulations. I hope that you have learned some really valuable information that you can keep applying after this five-week challenge and keep in, in contact with us about your progress because we love hearing from you. So we've got a few few other things coming up for you shortly, which you'll find out next episode. Yep. And Tommy, let's finish by just updating our own progress. How are you going with your body fat goal? Good, thank you. Yes, it's all good. And, and I'm just very pleased that I've had something to focus on um, over the last few weeks. And the one thing that I will take from this is that it's surprising how quickly this time passes. Um, before you know it, you're in week four, you're in week five, and it's done. And I think that that just goes to highlight the fact that every day counts. And within that day, every exercise session counts, every rep counts within that exercise session. And within that day, every meal counts and every ingredient counts within that meal. Um, because before you know it, it's done. So you have to make sure that you're sticking to the plan. And that would be my takeout for this whole experience. I have achieved and I have managed to lose body fat percentage. I'm not sure exactly how much, but last time I checked a few days ago, it was 1.2, which I'm pleased with. It's not a lot, but it wasn't very much there in the first place, to be honest with you. So I'm quite happy with that. And it does feel different as I sit here now wearing my clothes. It does feel like I'm more lean, more toned. And I'm pleased with that. How about you, Kat? Well done. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I totally agree about the five weeks. It just flew by for me. And um, yeah, it, it was just a reminder of, wow, that time can really go past. And the time's going to pass anyway, whether you're working on things or not. So you, you may as well be working yeah, on things and, and looking to improve little things. And yeah, I do feel slimmer and I feel flatter. I think um, putting those shorts on every week was such a good reminder to you know just stick to the plan I wrote myself a plan and I've been training um doing set um like getting up in the morning and doing my cardio and doing set weight training program at night and yeah I just feel really energized so having that just having the one goal was really helpful for me I often set too many but having just that one focus and really focus on the emotion behind it like we talked about in the mindset episode where it's not just about the shorts, but it's about the feeling, about mm. putting them on, on and how, how I feel about myself and how um, how I don't want to have any regrets. I want to feel proud of myself. So, yeah, it's been cool. And we've got summer coming up here um, in Australia. Mm. So if anyone's looking for a countdown to summer type um, incentive, uh, I've got a, a bit of a plan going for a bit of a promotion at the moment. So have a look on catmiller.com. Um, but the e- it's for my email newsletter clients. So if you're not on that list, just jump on, yeah. subscribe to my website. And Tommy, you've got some stuff on your website for people as well. Yeah, the best thing for me, if you're, if you're interested in finding out more from what I do, is go to my website, which is just tommygentleman.com. And again, just subscribe. When something's new, you'll be the first to hear about it. Cool. All right. Well, I hope this has really helped you um, guys. And if you have any questions, please post them on our Facebook page. Or you're welcome to, you know, jump on our individual websites and and email us separately from there. Absolutely. So for the last time in this five-episode mini-series, 
That is all from us today in the Transformation Code. Have a great day and a great week and all the best with your progress. Continue to learn, continue to develop and continue to be the best you can. Thank you for listening. That's all for now. Bye-bye. Quick,